Hello everyone and welcome to the Catches with Matches Cricket Podcast. This week my special guest is a man who has experience at the very top in both the cricket and football world and has experienced the ups and downs that sport really has to offer. He's the ex-director of Huddersfield Town Football Club and in more recent times has become the CEO of Leicestershire County Cricket Club. So please welcome Mr Sean Jarvis. Sean, thank you for your time, greatly appreciated. Um, how are you and uh, what have you been up to? Hiya Ben, yeah, it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be on the, the uh, podcast today, so really looking forward to it and I'm pretty sure we will uh, talk about all things last year, a bit of Huddersfield Town in there as well, so so yeah, um, busy times at the cricket club, we've got, uh, we've announced today that Queen uh, West End Show will be appearing at the Upton Steel County Ground and we've just literally finished installing our hybrid pitches down here so it's been been busy but i'm i'm pretty sure we'll cover all sorts of topics as we go along yeah i'm sure we will i'm sure we will well it's uh it's great to see you obviously um for the people um listening to this who aren't aware of how in uh, a month of sundays i've managed to get sean jarvis on the catches <laughs> win matches cricket podcast um we first met when i was um part of one of the uh, sponsors at Uddersfield town in 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 the past um Obviously, I'd shared a couple of beers since then and um, kind of uh, got in contact with you to see if you'd uh, be part of the Catches Win Matches podcast. So, again, thanks for um, taking part in this. Um, I just want to, um, first of all, rewind, I suppose, back to your love of cricket, I suppose. Where did it Where did it all start? Was it childhood or did you fall into it by accident? Yeah, great question. It, it started from a very young age to be honest my my father who's no no longer with us been god rest his soul been been dead now uh ooh, 19 years was a massive cricket man here in in leicester uh, that's where i was born and bred a lot of people some people think i'm from huddersfield some people think i'm from oldham um but i was born and bred here in leicester and my father was was massive into cricket, and uh, my uncles, you know, I had five uncles who all played cricket as well. Uh, I hasten to add, they weren't very good, but they played local cricket. So I kind of grew up with it. My dad was uh, was an umpire as well. He was a second-class umpire. So he did a lot of twos around Leicestershire, a lot of local cricket. And... So I couldn't avoid it. And he used to do a show on BBC Radio Leicester as well, every Sunday morning talking about um, local cricket and, and giving reviews. And he, he, I think there's even a, used to be, I'm not sure there is nowadays, a cup called the Jarvis Cup, which was a, a, a cricket uh, local club sort of quiz, if you like. So right. I kind of, it was in my blood. It's in my blood. And, and I grew up, my dad's, brought me the very first sports ground I came to was Grace Road and my dad being an umpire was 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 very well connected here at Leicestershire back in the day and I remember him bringing me here and, and I watched the odd game and my brother liked his cricket as well um, I'm a better cricketer than him if he's listening but um <laughs> so so yeah I, I I really I love cricket and then as I grew up I played from a school team um you know not 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 the best, uh, not the best of players. Then I played local cricket in Leicester, and then as I got a bit older, I got into football and then moved up to Yorkshire when I was when I was eighteen. So it's kind of been in my blood and always been there. Um, 
sort of in my later career, which we'll talk about, I kind of moved to football, but I've kind of come back to cricket. So um, it's been reignited through my uh, my young lad, my 15-year-old now, who, who played a few years ago, and I'm sure we might touch on that as well. But yeah, so from a young age, it's, it's in my blood. I can't get rid of it. And, and just to give you a little bit of a, a story, my dad, when my dad passed away, we had his ashes uh, and we decided to scatter them here at Grace Road. So every bloody night, I'm sure he haunts me and <laughs> makes sure that uh, I'm doing the right job. So it's it's strange how life has kind of unfolded, if you like. Brilliant. Good stuff. And um, so you, you, you mentioned there then that you, you know, you moved up to uh, Yorkshire when I think you said 18 um so when you when you came up to Yorkshire um did you did you have anything to do with cricket there any local clubs or anything like that no I uh I moved to Trinity University in Leeds uh part of the University of Leeds set up and I moved up there when I was 18 and I, I played a bit of cricket for the for the university team and football for 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 the team as well so um, I always kind of kept kept my hand in, but never really an awful lot. So I kind of studied studied there, learnt um, a business studies degree, met my now wife uh, at, at, at uh, university. So sort of stayed. I started then making my roots in Yorkshire. Really, I, I, I lived in Leeds, got married in Leeds, worked in advertising in the late eighties. So which was kind of my grounding, really. I uh, It was a boom period in the late 80s, uh, you know, all the Thatcher era and a lot of money being spent, you know, big bolt red braces, big mobile phones, all that kind of thing. So it was, was a great time to be entering work and advertising was a big boom industry then. So I learned an awful lot. And in that period, I, I did a lot of sports marketing. Um particularly working for the Premier League and also the Super League. So I did a bit, a bit of rugby league and kind of was one of the individuals that worked with an agency and the sponsors and the, the Sky TV on the shifting of rugby league from a winter to summer sport. So it's great knowledge, great grounding, if you like. And then what kind of happened is I, I did sort of 10 years in advertising and I love sport. I mean, you know me, Ben. I, I love my sport. Whatever it is, I, I, I'll, I'll compete in it, whether it be golf, cricket, football, swimming, you name it, I'll have a go. may not win, but I'll have a go. And uh, I got the opportunity to go and work for Oldham Athletic. So I spent seven years working for, for Latics. Great club, really passionate about them. Uh, in a very bizarre year where I actually owned it for, for a quid. So that, that's a story maybe for another day. Um, and then and then moved over to Huddersfield Town after after seven years working with Oldham Athletic and then spent 15 years at, uh, at Huddersfield, So, um, which was a great period. But now my time had come to an end at Huddersfield. And uh, as, as I've sort of said, you know, my, my voice, I'd been there 15 years. There was a change of ownership, new direction, new people coming in. They had their own sort of ideas. My voice was getting smaller and smaller. What more could I do? So maybe it was time for me to change. And 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 uh, I got approached by the chair here, uh, Leicestershire, a lady called Mahmouda Duke. And she said, you know, would you come and be our chief exec? So 
I couldn't say no, considering my history. Uh, these are my roots. This is my hometown. And Leicestershire, what has been, as any cricket fan will know, they've been in the doldrums for quite some time. And I think it's time for somebody like me to come in and kick a bit of dust up and, and try and get it going. And, and I've got to say, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a bit more detail, I've got to say that the, the staff here are, 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 are probably uh, having more sleepless nights now I'm here, <laughs> but, they're, but they're thriving in it, that they're enjoying it. And we, we're trying to do the right by, right by Leicestershire, I think. Yeah, no, no, good, good stuff. Um, so you've you touched sort of on the the path that you've been down there um, from moving up to Yorkshire and the career that you went through. Um, and we'll just touch on it very briefly before we go on to your actual career. I think you mentioned your son played, and was it uh, was it Barkisland yeah. Cricket Club in, in the Uddersfield <laughs> League where he where he played? Because I know I remember talking to you one afternoon on a Friday, and it was absolutely glorious. And we'd been on some sort of sponsors thing in the afternoon, and I said, "Oh, Sean, are you are you coming for a drink?" and uh, and you said no. I'm uh, I'm going to go to my local beer garden where I go every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Uh, Josh, my 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 lad, he's a big lad. He's 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 actually taller than me now, as he keeps telling me. So he's he's just over six foot, and um, he's all, always was a big lad. He plays a bit of rugby as well, but he he loved. He took to cricket. It was weird. He, uh, he just took to cricket like a, a duck to water. So we took him along to Barkisland and, and a, a friend of mine plays up there, uh, Dave Weston, who's a, a local lad, uh, for, played at Skulls as well, did Dave. So we went up and Josh Josh loved it. Um, so we kind of got him involved. He And, and, and if, he's been playing it now probably about three, three years, three, four years. I mean, obviously last year was a tragedy that they couldn't play. But he, he, he really enjoys it. And the bunch of lads up there are great. And it's great. I what I used to do is finish work on a Friday uh, <laughs> Friday night at uh, at town, and and then I'd nip up watch him uh, a bit of training, or if they had a game or whatever, uh, watch it on a Friday night with a pint there, and then obviously have the game on Saturday with with town, and then on Sunday I'd go up and watch him on Sundays if they played Sunday mornings. But um, yeah, a couple of years ago he, he he got a little trophy that was. The leading wicket taker for for Barkey, so right. uh, so I was really proud of him, really pleased for him, and, and delighted. And this year, I thought he's at that age where he might fall out of love with sport and concentrate on the um, the, the fairer sex. Uh, now he's got a girlfriend, but he, he said to me the other day, he said, "No, no, I want to play for Barkey." So I think he's going to start training again now. The lockdown is is coming to an end. So so I'm chuffed for him. I'm really pleased. It, it, Sadly, he doesn't have um, the ability of Joe Root or Ben Stokes. Uh, he's got more my ability than theirs. But <laughs> the key thing, he enjoys it and he he loves it. And it's a great little club. And we, and I love going around to the, the Uddersfield clubs yeah. uh, that they play against. Some fantastic clubs up there. So, yeah, I love it. I really do enjoy it. And, and, and that's a great story. That's something I've touched on in the last couple of weeks on some of my other podcasts is, you know, the effects COVID has had on local cricket. And, you know, I, I mentioned to you before we started this call, you know, county cricket clubs, international cricketers, they all start at the same place, which is club cricket. And without club cricket, that, that kind of doesn't exist, if you know what I mean. So for him to go through that sort of year of not being able to play, um, I think a lot of clubs are going to 
are going to struggle with that in people losing interest. So it's great that he's kept his interest and he's going to and he's going to carry on. So um, you know, hats off, hats off to him. Yeah. Um, totally agree, Ben. Totally agree. Yeah. So I suppose moving on to um, we'll we'll talk go on to your Huddersfield uh, Town days. Obviously, you was there a, a good a good while, and I think it's fair to say that you experienced you know really tough times. Um, yeah absolutely amazing times and there was you definitely went the full end of the spectrum I think um, in regards <laughs> to experiences um just just talk us through you you know you've your time there at Huddersfield Town um and just talk us through what you what you think your story was and just what that what that path was what your experience was wow yeah um I think it's going to be difficult to cram 15 years into 10 minutes. But yeah, I, no, I understand I'll, that. <laughs> I'll give it a good go, pal, yeah. When I joined, when I joined, Huddersfield Town was languishing towards the bottom of League One. Fan base wasn't happy. No engagement with the local community. Didn't really have an identity. Was going nowhere. And then... It, it changed. It began to change. A chairman came in, a gentleman called Dean Hoyle, who was uh, the owner of a, a company called The Card Factory, big fan of the club, decided to invest and develop. And as a group of people, we created a new era, what we called a new era for the club. And we were learning. We were learning on the job. O over those 15 years, you learn how to develop a club and, and, and what to do and what's right and what's wrong. And, and I think that was the key for, for everybody at Huddersfield Town is there was a real camaraderie from the, uh, the lady that did the washing in the, in the uh, changing right the way to the top, chairman at the top. And, and that, that spirit that we had was, was kind of evolving all the time, all the time. And, it was magnificent and it was all about how then we re-engaged with the community. So things like the pedal for pounds, the bike rides, uh, with a business community, the Huddersfield 100, getting them involved in the club. And what we wanted to do is create this environment whereby you, were, you felt part of the club. You felt as if Huddersfield Town was you, you know. And indeed, we had people who supported Leeds United supported Wolverhampton Wanderers, you know, Man United, Rochdale, who kind of came and be part of the journey. And that was that was brilliant. And they all felt, you know, the affinity to, to Huddersfield. And that, that's what I wanted to do. At the same time, develop the football, you know, get improved players, improve how we go about things and, and move up that pyramid. And we did that. We did that. We kept doing that all along. And, and you could see we went from, you know, seven, 8,000 people to, to sell out crowds. Um, you know, one very special year, of course, where David Wagner came in as manager, the stars aligned, the fan base were amazing. Everything we seemed to do just kind of went, went right. You know, every decision we made was boom, on the money, on the nail. And we got to the Premier League. And wow, what a journey that was, going from, you know, I'd say languishing in League One to a moment where we were we were top of the Premier League. I, I still got it a picture in my phone that there was Huddersfield Town top, then there was Man City and Man U. So we we were right there. It was only three or four games into the season, but we were top. <laughs> I Nonetheless, remember that. we were top. 
I remember so it, I remember that I remember the day yeah. that Huddersfield um went up um because I'd I'd moved over to Ownfirth in Huddersfield and yeah. um obviously it's you know I'm not not an Huddersfield fan um yeah. but more and more a lot of my friends from the Huddersfield area had become well they were fans they were season ticket holders and obviously yeah. through having them friends you you start getting the the feel of it That's you know it. you and the, and and the the buzz in Huddersfield was something I'd never experienced before if I'm honest and and I ended up watching it in the um in the picture drome in Homeforth brilliant and and to say that I wasn't watching my immediate team I was yep. stood at the back I remember watching it and the airs on the back of my neck stood up and yeah and it's just and it you know it just goes to show that and, and I know we all say it when we're involved in sport that I don't think there's anything else in, in the world that can give you them kind of feelings in them moments as what sport does. And that was, Absolutely. that was, um, that was definitely one of them. And I always remember the, the, um, the famous image of, of Dean Oyle on the TV <laughs> with his head just down and, you know, he's to- totally gone. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, um, absolutely, absolutely, uh, uh, amazing memories. And then, you know, as you, as you mentioned, you, you know, you got, you got promoted to the Premier League, um, and I think one of the big stories as well is that you you know you you stayed there. Yeah, I, I think what we what we achieved was was phenomenal, really. I mean, people talk about Leicester City winning the Premier League and, and, and a truly amazing story. I think the the Huddersfield Town journey to the Premier League is is just as good. I think um, what we did on the budget that we did was was phenomenal. You know, Huddersfield is only a small town as well. Um, and to stay up that that year was 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 unbelievable. Was was unbelievable to 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 go to. I think we needed a couple of points to survive, and to go to Manchester City, who'd scored in every single home game that season, who, who were unstoppable, and then to draw nil nil at their place, and then go to Chelsea and draw one all there was 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 amazing. And I think. You know, whatever happens to Huddersfield Town now, nobody can ever, ever take that away, that, that journey away. It's it's very sad. I, I was there when we got relegated as well. We came back into the championship and, you know, that was that was hard because we worked so hard to get there. But, you know, 14 clubs, I think 14, 13 or 14 clubs are all facing the trapdoor in the Premier League at some point. And, you know, Burnley have done it brilliantly. They're a great manager staying up. Um, the trap door is still there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so it's it, it's hard for teams. It's hard. But Town have had that journey. Can never take that away. Proud to be part of it. Um, I played my part. I loved it. it. It was great fun. Made a lot of friends. We gave something to the people of Huddersfield and, 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 and that will never change. Yeah, 100%. Um, so... I suppose that brings me on to um, your, your decision which you made. Um, I remember being at Huddersfield Town talking to you one day, and you just announced that you'd um, you just announced that you'd become. Um, I, I think it was a sort of advisory role um, to to, yeah. to Leicester Count, Leicestershire County Cricket Club. You took on a, on a role, hadn't you, with them? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um... I, how it came about was how it originally started was I got approached by 
Leicestershire to actually say, would you be on the board uh, as a non-exec director? And, and I couldn't, I couldn't say no. I obviously got permission from Dean Hoyle and Phil, Phil Hodgkinson at, at the time. They sort of said, yeah, okay, we're happy for you to do that as long as it doesn't interfere with your role. And, and, and both of them sort of said, yeah, and that was great. Um, maybe that was the, the beginning of the end for me at, at Huddersfield Town. But I spent a year with them working with the club, with Leicestershire, to try and give them a little bit of guidance on what to do commercially and, and behind the scenes. and. I'll be honest. When I when I, I I came onto it, you know, at first I was all starry eyed because it's the first club, my dad, etc. Uh, but then when you looked under the bonnet, there was a lot of work to be done. It it, it looked pretty messy. Um, it, it it needed a lot of attention. And I said to I, I said to the, the the other directors at Leicestershire, look, you know, I'll give you a year. And I give you my advice and then it's over to you because I've, I've got to go back to my, my home job, you know, my hometown and, and, and do what they've uh, got to do. You know, we've got some serious work at Huddersfield Town to do. And it, it was a great experience, you know, doing that year, sort of just, just helping and chipping in. But I, I was happy to, to walk away after a year. And then things things. I, I don't know what, what happened, but things started changing at Huddersfield Town. Uh, and then Leicestershire kind of approached me to sort of say, right, well, everything that you're sort of saying and you're doing, we believe we need more of and we need you to be the chief exec of Leicestershire, which was a great honour for them to ask. And I'll be honest, I didn't think I would. I, I, I remember driving back from a meeting thinking, well, how can I do that? You know, I live 100 miles away. I've got a Leicestershire, uh, sorry, Huddersfield Town job to do. And then I sort of chatted my wife and family, chatted to people, you know, confidants that I know. And uh, it, the time was right. The time, the time, the time was right for me to move. And and uh, I I'll give you a bit of an exclusive. I did, even before that, I did actually hand my notice in four times at Huddersfield right. Town. Wow. Um but but three times Phil Hodgkinson kept sort of said no, you know, and he kept knocking me back, um, which you know it's fair enough. But I, it probably deep down my time had come to an end, and then the fourth time I, I, I handed it in, and Phil kind of accepted it. It was the right time. I had disagreements with with people at the club at, at Huddersfield Town and on certain things, the way they were operated. So so it was right. It was right. It probably right for Huddersfield Town and right for me. Um, and and now you know I'm loving. I, I will never ever fall out of love with Huddersfield Town. It's it's even though I'm a Leicester lad, I grew up watching Frank Worthington at Leicester City, uh, Keith Weller, people like that. I love Huddersfield. I love Oldham Athletic. I love Huddersfield Town. It's weird how, yeah. how I've got allegiance to these clubs. So I, I want Town to do well, and it breaks my heart that the position they're in at the moment. But I'm pretty sure they'll come out of it and be bigger and better and stronger uh, going forward. So, and I'm yeah. always there to help them if they ever ask me. Good stuff. Brilliant. Good. I've even, even managed to get an exclusive out of you. What a good thing. There you thing. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose linking the two together, um, because, and this is just my opinion, by the way. So, you know, tell That's me if question. I am, tell me if I am wrong, but um, when I, when I heard that you took the job at, at Leicestershire, 
yeah. being a county cricket club and obviously loving my cricket, etc. And seeing sort of some of the activities which have happened over the last sort of twelve months, I suppose, including including COVID, which has obviously been a nightmare for everyone at the end of the day. But the one link that I that I really do um, have for the two is that Uddersfield Town, where they are in yeah. in in the football pyramid, and the, yeah. the kind of club that you guys you know made them into the family you know, really yeah. family-orientated, affordable ticket prices, all that yeah. sort of stuff, and making an area buzz. The one thing that I that I think is, um, or I suppose the one thing I think I can see moving forward is the identity of Leicestershire County Cricket Club compared to Huddersfield Town Football Club. And I think, yeah. personally, um, I can see where, 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 that, <laughs> where that love story is again. And where yeah. you've and why you've made that decision. So, I suppose first of all, would you agree with me? But also, just um, just give us a, an insight into what the differences are as well from a you know a football yeah. club compared to a county cricket club. Yeah, you, you're one hundred percent right. Um, and, and I've got to say, I, I learned some some great habits, good habits, and a lot of things at, at Huddersfield Town. And I think if you if you were uh, lucky enough to read, or should I say unlucky enough to read the uh, the article in the Yorkshire Post recently about um, me going to Leicestershire, it talked about all those things that I picked up at, at, at the football club. And, and you're right, I, I'm bringing that to Leicestershire, that identity. And I think that's one of the things that I have identified here at, at Leicestershire. And I think every club, every club, every sports club will have an identity or a feeling or something about them that makes them special. And, and for me, Leicestershire, as, as over the years, it may not be the biggest club in cricket. I mean, we're one of the first class counties, 18 counties in the UK, but um, it may not be of the size of, of, of Yorkshire or Lancashire. But I tell you what, we've got tremendous heritage, a heritage of developing superstars you know david gower uh, stuart broad um you know james taylor darren maddy aftab abib all these kind of lads that have kind of come through and some of them played played at the, the highest level i mean stuart broad one of england's best ever ever bowlers so what i try to do is is unearth the identity and of course being a leicester lad and knowing and coming through my dad i kind of knew it already and it's about this what, what I call the Academy of Cricket. Um, that is, epitomises what Leicester Shear County Cricket Club is all about, about giving kids the opportunity to, to learn and develop and play about cricket. And, and I'm really big on that, our academy, our pathway. I want that to develop. You know, we've got two or three kids in there who are coming through. Equally, I want to identify players that, not necessarily from Leicester, Leicester or Leicestershire, that I can actually give the opportunity. And if you if you'd have seen us, um, if you'd have followed us uh, at the end of last year, you'll have seen that I recruited Eddie Barnes from Yorkshire, Rishi Patel from Essex, Scott Steele from Durham, three very young, talented cricketers, and um, and for me, that's what this is about. I want to give cricketers the opportunity to really shine and develop in the past 
we've had Colpac players, we've had journeymen, and it's not really worked for us. And and you know, having had discussions, good discussions with Paul Nixon and uh, our coaching setup uh, that includes people like Dan Nice, the operations guy, Matt Boyce used to play for as a chair of our cricket pillar that we have here, you know, local cricketers uh, that are involved in the club as well. We kind of went, do you know what? It's about creating this identity of this academy of cricket. We are the running foxes, that's who we are, uh, but it's this academy of cricket. And, you know, even now, you, you, I know we, we're just, it's not on, on screen, but I've got a document that kind of, uh, talks about our squad development in, in, and who the targets are that we're going to be looking to sort of bring into the club in for 22. So it's better planning, better decision making, learning all the time this academy concept that we we can learn. And, and do you know what? We 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 may not have the biggest budgets out there, uh, but we will outthink. You know, our sports analysis sent me an email the other day, and he. he He's in tune with it with as well. And he said, let's outthink the opposition. And, and, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to recruit the right people, people that fit with us. We've done a gap analysis on players. So you can begin to see that Leicestershire is, is creating that, that identity. And at the same time, you know, we want to bring along supporters. We want to bring along corporates. We want them to be part of our journey. And again, if you follow us on Twitter, me on social media, you'll see we're very big on, on getting people involved. And the Melton Building Society have become a, a corporate partner. Pucker Pies have become a – I love their chicken bolties, by the way. But <laughs> have become, become, uh, become part of the club. So for us, that's what this is about. We want people on the journey. And it's very, very similar to what kind of happened at Huddersfield Town. And – Everybody at the club has bought into that. I've done a couple of presentations to the players and the staff to say, look, this is what we stand for. You know, our key phrases are, A, the running foxes, um, B, the academy of cricket, C, foxes family, which kind of means everybody. We want everybody in every, our equality, diversity, inclusion, if you like. And then a new breed. In other words, it's a new era. It's a new chapter. So let, let's let's create our history, and um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We're a young team. We're developing, but I'm so excited what what the future holds for the club. You know, it's going to take time to develop, but we're we're all determined. We, we've we've worked with a, a product called Stansbeam that's kind of given us some inside info on our power hitting and things like that. So. So, yeah, you know, Leicestershire are innovating, developing, moving in the right way. And I think what, we, what I've learned at town of kind of bringing to, to the cricket club, and, um, yeah, we want to ruffle it up a bit. We want to be a bit of a challenger brand. I've said that before. So, for me, I'm really excited by it. In terms of the, the differences, yeah, Le Leicestershire and cricket seems to be a bit slower in its approach to how it evolves. So, I'm going to try and pick up the pace a little bit on that. Whereas football can almost hire and fire managers and players like that. Cricket, yeah, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm loving working with Paul Nixon, Tom Smith, Pips Patel, you know, the S&C team, Ali Maiden in in, uh, in our academy. They're great people and I'm backing them and, and I believe in them. And I think that's what we've got to do. No pressure on them, 
apart from me saying that I want to win some silverware. But you know, <laughs> we are we are in it together, and I think that that for me is is the big thing really. We're we're, we're a collective that uh, that really wants to achieve. Good stuff. Um, you mentioned Tom Smith there. Is that the is that the Tom Smith who originated from Lancashire? Yeah, that's yeah. him. We've got a few Lancastrians in our team. Callum Parkinson, of course. Um, Harry Dayden and Tom Smith. So there's yeah. Aaron Lilly, of course, as well. So we've got uh, we've got a few Lancastrians in there. So so a bit of a uh, bit of the red roses in there. Yeah, I, di- I didn't realise Tom was at Leicestershire. Tom was actually my captain at Lancashire Juniors. Oh really? Wow! So, um, Great yeah, I grew up. I grew up with Tom, and I uh, unluckily Great I batted coach. a bit lower down than Tom, and and basically, and I never got a bat because he scored about two hundred every week because he was about three foot bigger than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, he's a big lad. <laughs> when he says when he says I'm doing this, yes, of course, Tom, no problem. You crack on. No one, no, no one said this. No one <laughs> said there's no pressure on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do you know they're great, great coaching setup. I love them to bits, and the the. What I like about them is is they're not scared to challenge each other, and and you know our sports analyst, analyst Dan Weston, they're not scared to actually sort of say, look, are we doing this wrong, you know, rather than be yes men. Um, so I'm really really pleased with how they're working. Brilliant. Um, we'll just move on to uh, a, cu- a couple of different bits, I suppose. We talked, we've spoke about on the pitch and your plans and all that sort of stuff, and I know you spoke about bringing the supporters with you and. You know, getting everyone down to the ground and buying into the the, the project that you've got going at the moment. Um, what's I've seen loads and loads of stuff going on with sponsorship, which is absolutely huge in in cricket and, and in any sport, to be honest with you. But at all levels, sponsorship in cricket is 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 massive. Um, I've seen a lot recently um, on LinkedIn about you know you've been doing different sponsorship deals. I know I saw yeah. updated pictures every day about different boards going up around the ground. Yeah. What what just give us a little insight in in regards to the the work that goes in there because it's always behind the scenes that you know people don't really see. Yeah, no, it is, and and the team we've got here are great. I've got a young young lad called Connor Danes who's got fire in his belly, a Leicester lad, Tracy Branson who's who's my commercial manager, been around the block. She knows she knows uh, Leicestershire inside out. Uh, so I've got a good team, and then. Jack Bradley, Vents, uh, Chris Timbergen from the FA, um, you know, Scott Rowland, Chloe Dunn, you know, some great people behind the scenes. Give them a little name check there. And, and you know, we one of the things I was incredibly proud of at, at Huddersfield was the Huddersfield 100. So we had 100 companies that were kind of involved with the football club. I want to emulate that here because what happens around that is all these companies – I've got employees and a voices in their own little communities. And if you get them involved, the message just spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. And and the, everybody gets behind you. And equally, there are added benefits where the Huddersfield 100, I think the University of Huddersfield did a great study on it, whereby um, businesses were doing businesses of each other. So they're creating the local economy, which is fantastic. And I want to do that here, here at Leicestershire. And I think one of the things when I came, is that the corporate base and fan base was shrinking. It was getting older and it was shrinking. It was starting to get to a critical point where where's the next set coming from? So I've sort of gone, right, well, we need to go on a charm offensive. So me and the commercial team have been very proactive. We've done it on a sustained level. And and, and as I say, I 
encourage people to follow us. We, we want to shout about our successes. And there's some amazing successes that the guys here doing. I mean, when, when I first arrived around the perimeter of, of the, the field, um, there were maybe 15, 20 perimeter boards. Well, now we've got to 50. That's fantastic. All sold out. Happy days. You know, that that is where we want to get to. Momentum. We want people really engaged with the cricket club. I'm proud to be of the club, cricket club. And we've seen some social media where a firm has, we've sent them a picture of their perimeter board in place. And they've used that and gone really proud to be part of the new journey at Leicestershire. And that, for us, is what this is about. At the end of the day, a club is about people involved in your club. The more you get, and Manchester United is no different to, to, to Leicestershire. The more people you get involved, the bigger you become, the stronger you become. So the more, more fans we can get involved, the more businesses we can get involved, we control it in the right way. There's only one way Leicestershire will head. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. And the more, more people can be part of our journey. And I promise them, I keep saying this to them, we'll have some great, well, I might have some tough times, we might have some challenging times, but I tell you what, we'll have some good times along the way. And if you saw last year's quarterfinal, you know, we got, we beat Lancashire and Nottinghamshire on the way to get into the quarters. And we didn't get beat by Nottinghamshire. We got eliminated. I keep stressing that. We got eliminated. So we didn't lose, but we got eliminated. But you know what? It was fantastic. What a great little start to our journey. We want to go one further, one better. And, and, and get some silverware into this club. We're, we're so excited about it. And we want people to, to come along with us as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said there. I remember watching that game. Um, I, couldn't, I absolutely could not, could not believe it. It was, uh, and, and again, you know, we, we, we mentioned earlier, it, you know, that's what sport does. You know, them moments, yeah. there's, there's nothing, I, don't, I honestly believe, there's nothing else that can give you them moments of them ups and downs in the space of a couple of minutes. So yeah, um, yeah, totally, totally agree with you there. That T Twenty game sort of swang one way and then <laughs> another way, you know. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, just quickly, I know it's uh, a big, it's obviously been a big topic, um, but just very briefly, what what's been the effects of COVID? Yeah, huge challenge. COVID, huge challenge for us. Um, there are a bit the positives out of it. I would say. Well, let me start with let me start with the bad news. The bad news was that we effectively lost around about a million in revenue. Um, one point, I think it was one point one or one point two million that we lost in revenue in in twenty twenty. That was a, a major blow for us, and that was things like hospitality, conferencing, um, events that we would hold here. We had little mix, and Westlife planned to, to appear at the ground. Um, so losing out on those was, was a huge blow. So financially, it became incredibly challenging for, for, for Leicestershire, you know, and, and some of the players we had to say goodbye to, Paul Horton and Mark Cosgrove, um, our, our bigger contracts, you know, it came to a time where their contract came to an end. So we had to sort of say bye to them, uh, which was sad, but it, it was had to be done. But on the upside, on the upside, it was the opportunity that we kind of went, let's press the reset button. Let's look at Leicestershire and go, who are we? What are we? What we stand for? How do we develop? How do we get out of this? What's our path 
to be a better cricket club. So we use the time time wisely, really. So whilst COVID has been a nightmare, we we have had a silver lining out of it, and that has been to to rediscover ourselves. I think who we are as a cricket club and and start again. Uh, I will say the ECB and cricket PLC has been fantastic. Um, I do have differences with some of the clubs, um, but all in all, they stick together and there's a real family environment within cricket to get through it. And and I've got to say, you know, in all this work that I'm doing, I've had some lovely messages from some of the cricket clubs. You know, uh, Gordon Hollins from Somerset sent me a lovely message to say, you know, well batted, sir. You're doing doing a good job. Keep keep going. And that's from one of our competitors. So so that 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 for me is really good, really nice. And um, so COVID has has been a challenge and remains a challenge because obviously it, we're not out of it yet. But uh, we're doing everything we can to fight through. And 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 I think my message to the listeners there, for any Leicestershire listeners out there, people continue to support us. Continue to buy those memberships. Continue to back the club in terms of uh, merchandise or or sponsorships or businesses or whatever. You know, continue to back us because we and your other clubs do need that support. It, it, we, you know, we ain't out the woods yet. We're um, we're chopping down the trees, but we ain't out the woods yet. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I just touching on what you you said there, Sean. I, I think you know cricket is definitely one of them sports where. It could be your biggest competitor, your biggest rival, but what you usually find is when the when the going gets tough, and you know we we all go through them times. You usually find that them clubs pull together, and you know there's them like I say there's them messages, there's them conversations, and we're all on the same page at the end of the day. So um, so yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree with that hundred percent, Ben. Yeah, hundred percent. I just I just want to touch on. Um, I saw an announcement the other day about uh, the new license for events. I know you mentioned about, um, about you know, you lost out to the, the Westlife gigs and stuff like that. Just just let everyone know who, who listens to this um, about the new license for your events. Yeah, so a cricket club like Leicestershire cannot survive on, on cricket alone. It needs to generate other revenue streams. So, for example, you, you know, my catering managers dropped on my desk today. The, the Christmas party nights that we're going to hold here, uh, hopefully this Christmas. Um, so you've got to think about different ways in which we can get income into the club. And and uh, for some clubs, it, it's a lot easier. You know, Lanc- Lancashire have test matches and a hotel. We don't have that luxury. So we, um, what we've done is is work with our council. We've had a, we've had Elton John here in the past, and that was brilliant. Uh, so that's a bit of a test um, concert that we had. Went down really, really well. The council liked it. Um, and then we got to a point where we'll try a couple more. Uh, and sadly, COVID hit, so they had to be knocked on there. But the council were very happy with us and how we operate and what we do. So they have awarded us a license now to hold uh, concerts at the Upton Steel County Ground. So we've We've got that license, which means we can plan some events. Hopefully, uh, we've, we, if you notice today on our website that we've announced the West End show from the Queen, the musical, are actually uh, up in their sticks from London and coming to perform here at the, the ground. So we'll uh, we put sales of those tickets on 
on today. So we'll have a big show in the middle of July, open air concert with all those um, Freddie Mercury and Queen songs. And I think it's appropriately being called um, I Want to Break Free Tour. So, uh, <laughs> so which, which I think is brilliant. So, so yeah, you know, that, that will generate, I don't know, four or 5,000 people at the ground. We've already had a, a, a friend of mine in, in Huddersfield as a book to box to watch watch the game. So that's brilliant. So I think, you know, things like that, we need, clubs like us need to do those and, and generate big books back into the club. And what, what, what I, I have said is that revenue that we generate, I will reinvest back into uh, back into Leicestershire to get us a bigger and better, stronger club. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to sort of seeing some of the acts appear here over the coming years. Brilliant. Great, great work. That's all I can say. I can obviously see online and, and just from speaking to you, the amount of work that's gone in and, um, you know, it's a, it's a common knowledge that you get out what you put in at the end of the day. So um, good stuff. Um, just touching back onto uh, the cricket side of things then before we, uh, before we do finish up, um, I've played against uh, a couple of your lads. From Leicestershire back in back in Manchester. Um played against Harry Dearden. He's from he's from Woodbank Cricket Club. Um so I know yeah. him and him and his dad and and chat to them during throughout during the season. Um and also recently you announced that you've extended Callum Parkinson's contract and also um is uh is became vice captain of the club as well. Uh, one thing I would say is just from playing against Callum, I wouldn't say I know him. I just kind of played against him a few times over the last few years. But I'm gathering one of the reasons you've um, you've you've given him the vice captaincy is because uh, one thing I think everyone who plays against him identifies is that there's definitely fire in his belly. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, just just give us a little bit of an insight into the decision in ex extending his contract and uh, the reason for him becoming vice captain. Callum is a is a great lad. Uh, love him to bits. He does have a weakness. He supports Bolton Wanderers, but I, I won't <laughs> hold that against him. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a top lad. And uh, I've got to say, his performances last year alone less, uh, warranted the reason for us extending his contract uh, for starters. And then, of course, you do your due diligence. You talk to the coach. You talk to the, the our captain. Colin Ackerman, um, and it it just felt right that Callum and what goes in the in and on in, in the changing rooms is the right person uh, for us as our vice captain. He's well liked by his colleagues. He has he has that foxes never quit attitude, uh, which is a big thing here in Leicester. So delighted, I, I'm absolutely chuffed that he, he's chose to stay at Leicestershire because we we very much see a really bright future for him. I think he's been selected as well for um, the Northern Superchargers, is it? Uh, oh, in, right, the, okay. in the 100. So delighted for him and, and Colin Ackerman, who been uh, Manchester Originals. So I'm really pleased with Callum and Callum kind of epitomises what I would hope every player of ours uh, wants to achieve here at Leicester, and that's that's bigger and better things. What I am pleased to say is that obviously we we'll lose Callum and uh, and Colin for the uh, 50 overs because they will be joining their teams 
in the, the 100. We have had a couple of players who have come forward who want the captaincy for our 50-over tournament. And that, for me, demonstrates to me that we've got fire. We've got people who want, have got desire, fire and desire at this club, wants us to do well. And, and you know, Paul Nixon's got to decide who that's going to be. Uh, but that, that, for me, is great. And, and Callum, I think Callum epitomises everything that we, we kind of, we have here at Leicestershire. He's got, he's got fire, got determination, he's got technique, he's got the ability. He wants to learn part of this academy cricket concept. Uh, I just got to, I got him to persuade him to change his team. That's the only thing. <laughs> Can't be supporting Bolton Wanderers, blimey. <laughs> um, last couple of things. Uh, you just touched on it there, the hundred, um, and. You know, we had a little chat before this, and I didn't know whether you'd. Uh, I just was going to ask you about your opinion on the hundred, and then you you gave me another exclusive, I think. <laughs> so yeah, first of all, your your opinion on the hundred, and tell us just a little bit about your uh, your involvement, which I didn't know about. Yeah, sure. Uh, not, I don't think many people do, to be honest. The hundred obviously was postponed from last year and is, is going to take place this year, and I think. That's exciting and a new form of cricket. Um, we'll see how it unfolds. It generates revenue into, into the game. So we need it to be a success. We want it to be a success. We want it to attract new audiences. I know it's controversial. I know um, traditionalists are not, not so keen, um, but it is what it is. It's going to appear. And, and I, I, it's weird. On, on one hand, I'm absolutely devastated to lose Callum and Colin from our team, uh, because two two of our great players moving on to those for the hundred. Um, but yeah, do you know what? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting to see how it how it develops. And yeah, just by default is the exclusive. By default, I am one of the board directors for the Trent Rockets, along with um, Ryan and Lisa from Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire. So the three of us work with Mike Newell at, at Nottinghamshire on. Um, on developing the, the, the Trent Rockets. So, so yeah, and I think we've got Joe Root as one of our players. So, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Because it, it's new, it's, it's bound to be a little bit different. I just hope it attracts those audiences and new audiences and, and brings new audiences to the game. And hopefully they then start to filter out into the one-day you know, one game, the T20 and the four-day game. You know, we want more and more people involved in the support in the sport so uh so yeah i look forward to it and of course you know weird i'm supporting trent trent team but but yeah you know let's let's go for it i look forward to trent rockets um winning the tournament yeah i mean i'm 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 certainly intrigued into you know what what it looks like how it's gonna you know how it's gonna pan out and um you know hopefully if, as long as it's as a as a, a positive on the on the whole of the sport from you know right from grassroots cricket right up to the top then then so be it um okay last couple of uh, last couple of questions then to to finish off sean because uh, i've taken enough of your time um favorite favorite cricket player then of, of your uh in your of your lifetime well i've got a, i've got a few here i i should be giving them a <laughs> paul of course paul nixon uh being one of them uh phil defratus uh, is another one. He's on our uh, co coaching with the academy, so I ought to give them to a bit of a, a bit of a mention. They're both Leicestershire lads. Um, yeah, I, I, you know we've got uh, some unbelievable players that have come through 
our ranks, Jonathan Agnew, David Gower. Um, you know, I, I loved watching Darren Maddy, Brian Davison, big hitter back in the day, probably ahead of his time. Uh, Roger Tolchard, my club president, Jack Birkinshaw, Ray Ellingworth, um, all, all amazing, uh, amazing people that have, have played for Leicestershire and, and done a great job here. And there's probably a load more I, I could I could mention, but there was always one player that I absolutely adored and really enjoyed watching. My dad loved him as well. Um, he was a West Indian, unbelievable player. I mean, uh, I should I should should mention in dispatch as well. Phil Simmons, who's obviously one of the one of the coaches of West Indies at the moment, brilliant player for us as well. But this 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 particular West Indian was was my favourite. I loved I love watching him bowler. Uh, Andy Roberts, absolutely fantastic for me. Um, you know, really uh, one of my heroes. And I used to love it when he, he got to come on and bowl. And, you know, you, you could see the pace at which, which he bowled was unbelievable. Um, I, I, I would hate to face one of his balls, but amazing player. Loved him, loved him to bits. Such a nice bloke as well. My dad dad was a big fan. So, so yeah, I, I, I hold him in the highest regard for, for, for Leicestershire. Brilliant. And last but not least, and it, this might be a stupid question, but um, I know you've got a background in, you know, all sorts of sports. You've got a general love for sport. But you're, uh, if you could pick one one moment, one one memory of uh, one sporting memory, what would your favourite be? Oh yeah. Again, there's 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 a there's a handful of selection. When I was at Oldham Athletic, beating Manchester City one nil, that was that was a good one. Um, I think your listeners probably cannot see this today, but behind me is a picture of Chris Schindler when he scored the goal, the penalty, the final penalty that took Huddersfield Town to the Premier League. So uh, now it is there for a reason. I'll come back to that. But uh, that for me is is probably my favourite sporting moment. You know, that was 12, 13 years of hard graft uh, from everybody at the club. And, and whilst it's, it's of... Chris Schindler scoring that goal that took Huddersfield to the Premier League. And we call it the moment. Um, it it, it epitomises a lot more than that. It epitomises all the graft that everybody did behind the scenes. The kit man, the, the commercial staff, the support services, the retail staff. I could go on. And the whole lot is almost in that picture. Him kicking that is, is for everybody, the partners, the sponsors, the fans. The people who are no longer with us, you know, everything is kind of in that picture. So for me, that is my favourite sporting moment to date. And I emphasise the word to date because the reason it's up there is every time Paul Nixon has a Zoom call with me or comes into my office, he sees that picture on the wall. And I say to him, that's my favourite sporting moment, you know, Nico. Um You've got to bring that down. You've got to give me a Leicestershire <laughs> moment. So it's there to remind him every time we have a conversation, it's there to remind him that he's got to bring me that moment. And whether that's winning the Bob Willis Trophy, the Championship, getting promoted, if we go back to the two divisions, 
uh, winning the T20, the, the Royal London, whatever it might be. Or even if it's one of our players coming through the ranks to become an England player while I'm here. You know, it's, it's that moment that uh, we're going to try and create here at Leicestershire. So when I hang my boots up in a few years' time, uh, I, I will... I need to get an older athletic one, which I've kind of got a little little bit of silverware at home um, when I actually bought the club. So I've got something there. I've got my Huddersfield Town one. I just now need to create a Leicestershire one. Brilliant. Good stuff. Well, listen, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time to come on Catches Win Matches. Um, hopefully, if you'd be good enough, it'd be great to have a catch-up with you again in the middle of the summer just to see how things are going. With absolute pleasure, I'd, I'd love to do that. If we're getting beat every week, I might, I'm, I might be engaged. But <laughs> I'd love to, uh, I'd love to catch up, irrespective of what happened. It's funny, I was talking to Stuart Weber, who's the uh, head of football operations at Norwich, and we, we were both chatting away, and, and we talked about you know the bad times, and sometimes the bad times are those are the opportunities that you've got to grab to develop the club, and that's what we're 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 doing right now. So if we do have a bad season we will see that as the opportunity to get better and better and better. But I don't think we will. I think we'll have a good season. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I really do wish you the best of luck. Um, so thanks for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Catches Win Matches with me, Ben Tai, and the one and only Mr. Sean Jarvis. Thanks for listening. And good night. <laughs>